Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. This is your host, Rosa, and today I have a very special guest with me. This is Amin Karud, and you are the owner of Old Louisville Whiskey Company. That's Thank correct. you for coming today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we met at uh, the actual distillery, mm-hmm. and we did a tour with Travis Hill, and um, you got to give us some samples straight out of the barrel, and that was really exciting. Um, now, can you describe for the listeners what Old Louisville Whiskey Company brings to the market that you feel like makes it unique? Absolutely. So, um, this is a project of patient. We really love our whiskey. We decided to do this project six years ago, and we started sourcing some whiskey, and learning more about the industry, the market, and patiently waiting to penetrate the market in the whiskey industry uh, with a really good product. So what are we doing here is being patient with uh, uh, our product, making sure that's matured. We don't believe in Asian uh, or bottling anything young. Mm. Uh, young whiskey should not be consumed. <laughs> so what? Um, where is the threshold for when young becomes mature? Um, I think it uh, depends who you ask. Uh, personally, I don't believe anything younger than six should be consumed. Okay. Uh, I think... Is that because it hasn't reached its potential or because it's not safe? Oh, uh, no, there's no safety. I mean, you can drink whiskey as old as one day old right mm-hmm. there's not there's not a safety issue but i don't think uh young whiskey has the offering the flavors the complexity the layers that you expect from good whiskey uh and i think anywhere absolutely uh i think 80 percent of the whiskey flavor comes from the barrels mm. Uh, and then there's other chemistry that happens inside the barrel the oxidation process is a key to the aging and the key uh, to the flavor of the whiskey mm-hmm. um so i think six to 12 years it's a sweet spot mm-hmm. um, for a lot of whiskey at least aged in the midwest mm-hmm. we have the good climate for asian good whiskey and the perfect hot summers and cold winters and because you want that temperature fluctuation absolutely. not a steady temperature yes throughout, you do right? yeah yeah so what are we doing special and different from other new brands especially i mean if you look at the large and well-established brands or distilleries they have plenty of old stock and they can offer you know the 40 year old whiskey and they also offer a 23 years old whiskey right they have plenty of stock they've been around for a long time but if you look at a lot of the new brands that surfaced in the last 10 years Mm-hmm. Everybody's rushing to the market to make quick money or mm-hmm. make profit, but a lot of the whiskey is anywhere from six months old to four years old or four or five, right? Oh, wow. mm-hmm. uh, we haven't bottled so far. We have two expressions in the market. We haven't bottled anything younger than six and a half years. Okay. So, so this is not a microwave process. This absolutely. is a slow cooker process yep. for you. Yeah. If you want to make quick money, don't get into the whiskey industry. <laughs> <laughs> because you're polluting it, yeah. is what you're saying. Right? You just have to be patient to create yeah. good whiskey. So. That's awesome. So how did you get into doing this? Did you grow up loving, well, not grow up, but after you were of a certain age, yeah. <laughs> have you always been into whiskey and bourbon? So, uh, let's see, looking back, I mean, honestly, 
I don't think I grew up dreaming about uh, becoming a brand owner or a distillery owner. Uh, what did you want to be when you were little? Uh, I wanted to be a pilot like most people or most kids. Okay. Uh, but uh, I end, ended up in engineering school. Uh, and I moved to Louisville in 2003, and I got introduced to bourbon. I consumed whiskey before that, but uh, really I got into Louisville 2003. I got introduced to bourbon, obviously. I worked in the restaurant business while I was going to college. You were at the speed school? Yeah, I graduated from speed school. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I worked for a couple of large corporate here in town. And then uh, what really got me into bourbon is early 2015, I decided to take a career change and moved out from corporate as an engineer to small business owner and I bought the liquor store. Okay. Uh, liquor store was located in Old Louisville. That's where you see the star in the map on our label. That's Aww. where our first liquor store in Old Louisville. So in 2015, I bought this store, never owned a retail, never run a business <laughs> like that. Okay. Uh, so I got to learn a lot uh, by buying a product for my store, uh, by meeting new people. The bourbon tourism already kind of like started on its initial mm -hmm. um, days, I believe. And When was that? So I want to say 10 years ago, I don't remember before that there was any tours or bourbon tours or anything like that. Yeah, I remember. So I moved here in 2010. And um, so that was like oh, 12 years ago now. Um, and at the time, I didn't, I don't think I even heard of bourbon really i mean i came from tennessee so yeah. i've heard of tennessee whiskey right and yeah. jack daniels yeah. <laughs> um well, welcome to kentucky well thank you <laughs> it's only taken this long to find you but um so I, I think i guess that was around the time that bourbon was becoming popular but i don't remember seeing my friends going on like on facebook seeing their pictures yeah. of going on distillery tours yeah. until probably 2015 or so yeah. and i was like why would they want to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think um, I don't have the exact dates, but if I look back, I want to say 07, 08, there is the Urban Bourbon Trail started with mm. a small passport, I remember. Mm. It was like a handful of restaurants and bars are involved in that. And okay. then you pick up that passport and get a cocktail or a drink somewhere and you get it stamped. And by the time you mm -hmm. finish those seven or eight mm -hmm. restaurants or bars in that right passport. Downtown. Uh, yeah, they're, I think they're all over town. They're not necessarily all downtown. Well, what were they then? Were um, they all downtown then? There's a few of them. They were downtown. I remember Dish on Market was part of it. Uh, Bourbon Bistro was part of it. Yeah. Um, so I would say 2008, uh, I start recognizing that there is actually some bourbon you know urban bourbon trail and the yeah. bourbon trail uh and people are coming from out of town yeah um uh, but it wasn't Derby. many yeah. places honestly uh that had experience centers or visitor center for people to come see hmm. uh i think 2015 there's evan williams already downtown mm -hmm. i don't think old louisville existed downtown yet um because they opened, what, five years ago, four years ago? What are you referring ago? to? Uh, Your old Louisville. 
Uh, old Forster. I old mean. Forster. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. about to say. Yeah. We <laughs> I didn't don't exist. Think you did. <laughs> we didn't exist either. We just uh, we just yeah. started this year, twenty twenty two. So now the I did just do the Evan Williams tour, mm-hmm. and apparently that facade, like that building that they've been in, they've been in since like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Now they may not have done any <clears throat> tours in there, but. They, I believe from the tour that I did with Bob Batch, who is a wealth of knowledge, um, I believe they've been in that building since then. Yeah. They weren't allowed to sell um, alcohol during Prohibition in it. And so I think it was like an apothecary. But, okay. Or they surrounded by apothecaries. Yeah. But that's the historic There's a lot of good history Williams, downtown Louisville. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, owning a liquor store really got me into the bourbon. And I got to really gain a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. and uh, meet a lot of people, focus from the industry, other people that own brands, mm-hmm. a lot of salespeople, a lot of uh, brand ambassadors, mm-hmm. as well as consumers. So I got to really kind of almost a puzzle. Uh, it was like pieces that I learned here and there and just everything kind of fell in place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say... 2016 or early 2017 mm-hmm. I decided to start buying barrels with really no plans empty barrels no full barrels. barrels of whiskey okay so I started buying barrels uh didn't have exact plan I wanted to create a brand but I didn't have everything in place mm-hmm. with no huge you know investment or anything like that I was just my first purchase order I think was three barrels Okay. Uh, and kind of like I started building that inventory of barrels and started learning more. And then, so at what point did your garage get full and your wife was like, "You need to put these somewhere else." <laughs> well, they weren't in my garage oh, uh, because back then uh, I didn't have a bonded warehouse, so I couldn't okay. even touch my barrels. Oh my! You can buy them, okay. store them in a bonded warehouse, but uh, oh. until you have a bonded warehouse to transfer them, you can't. Really have them. Doesn't that mean there's like a federal marshal or somebody inspecting the quality or protecting the quality of it? Is that right? Uh, Well, there is a federal license. So you have Mm -hmm. to be licensed by the federal government uh, to have a bonded warehouse to Mm -hmm. receive bulk spirit, whether it's whiskey or any other type of spirit. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's how the journey kind of really started. Uh, And then... Two years ago, I got really serious about it, and I was like, I need to invest more in it. So I sold my liquor store in Old Louisville last, uh, it's been a year and a half now, to invest in a lot more barrels and to actually uh, create that space he came and visited last month. So So you have a um, distillery warehouse um, out by the zoo and... um well, my reference point would be Norton Audubon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's on the other side of um, the Waterson from there. And um, it's kind of hidden off to the side, but you have a really nice setup. I was very impressed. Thank and, you. Like your tasting room was so cool because you've got all these boards with the... Um, tasting notes. And... With the tasting notes etched onto the wood. Oh my gosh, you guys. You've got to take a look at some of the pictures or just actually go there and do a tour of this warehouse. Um, it is really set up nice. Yeah, we're open by appointment. So if you reach out on social media or, you know, if you have my number or get my number <laughs> from somebody, just reach out and we'd love to have you. Well, we you do. are on Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on uh, social media and reach out and come visit. We'll do 
We do tasting by appointment. Uh, we do tours. And then you and do have good parking. Yeah, plenty of parking. You do not have to pay for parking. Yep. That's a relief because a lot of the distilleries you do. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, what did you bring with you today? Well, I thought while we are uh, talking about whiskey, let's uh, sample some of the whiskey. So. I brought the two expression we have released now uh, that are available in the market. We have batch one bourbon and batch one rye. Uh, okay. So <laughs> let's have a pour. Alrighty. Let's start with the rye. Uh, typically, I would start with bourbon first. Mm -hmm. But this rye is very special and unique. Uh, mm. I think will we'll be a great starter. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why this rye is actually sweet on the nose and also on the palate. Uh, this recipe is very unique. Um, there's not... A lot of brands have created a rye with this mash bill. It's 51% rye, so it's barely a rye. Oh. Uh, and then 49 malted barley. There's no corn in this mash bill. It's just two beautiful grains, rye and malted barley. Mm -hmm. I'm very biased. I love rye and malted barley. So. <laughs> Did we taste this straight out of a barrel when we were there? I don't remember, honestly. We tasted a lot of barrels when I we were know, there. I know, there was like, <laughs> what, four or six of them? I don't know, it was really nice. But this is 118 proof. Um, we blended eight barrels. They're all the same mash bill. The youngest barrel was six and a half. Um, rye matures faster. Rye is a smaller grain. Smaller grains tend to age and mature faster than other grains like corn. So typically you see rye is six and a half to seven years are usually very well matured and beautiful whiskey. Mm. Some bourbons are good at six, some bourbons need more time. Mm. Uh, and this is just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no really rules or, yeah. you know. Well, it's an, an art or a craft. So it's not like everybody needs to do two plus two to equal four because then nothing would be special there's a lot of nuance to it so um did these come from the barrels that you had purchased or were you instrumental in um, making the mash so these are all like source that? barrels uh we just source a bunch of different mash bills that we think they're gonna be great whiskeys when they're mature mm -hmm. and this is one of them that we bought we thought um uh, two of the greatest grain to make whiskey is rye and malted barley and you put them together you should have a good whiskey and i think this turned out a really good whiskey um mm -hmm. i really enjoy it and hopefully everybody that was able to buy it uh it's available in kentucky only mm -hmm. but it's available pretty much in all the stores that were able or wanted to carry it large stores so as um independent stores so fantastic and then you want to tell us about your... Sure. Other? So the other uh, expression we have out in the market, it's batch one bourbon. And this is actually our first release we've done early August. Uh, we're very proud of it. We did uh, dump 19 barrels in the batch, uh, clocked in at 114 proof, a little lower than the rye. Mm -hmm. uh, we were surprised with one barrel was completely empty. Oh, no. I know. That's Heartbreaking. Called, it's called the Angel's Share. Is this is right? more than an angel share. Yeah, it is. That's a greedy <laughs> angel yeah. is what that was. Yeah. Aw. 
But uh, yeah, the batch has turned out good. I think um, we have really good feedback from the market. Uh, it's definitely something for well matured whiskey drinkers. This is very complex and robust rye flavors in this bourbon. Uh, mm -hmm. We used a uh, mash bill with 75 corn, 21 rye, and 4 malted barley. So it's relatively high rye for bourbon. Um, but it's got a lot of corn, too. Yep, it does. <laughs> you gotta have 51% corn at least, I know, right? What'd you so say, 75%? 75 corn, corn yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so right. a little different. Uh, high rye, basically, compared to a lot of other mash bill or common mash bills. Uh, but uh, I has rye is a grain of flavor, so that rye has a lot to offer. Um, and you're gonna taste this now, and mm -hmm. you can tell me what you think. I will. First, I had to rinse out the rest of that rye that was yeah. in there. I'm still sipping on the rye. Mm hmm. Okay, this one doesn't smell as sweet. And then when I was drinking the rye also, it felt like it was like coating my cheeks with like caramel or something. Yeah. It was so really interesting. The way we bottle is we don't chill filter. Mm -hmm. So what all of our whiskey is going to have very oily, viscous uh, oh. mouthfeel. Okay. Uh, because of the not chill filtration, we gain and conserve all the flavors that developed into the barrels. So the only oh. thing we filter out is the charcoal. You don't want charcoal no. floating around in your bottle. Thank you. I yeah. really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only thing we keep out. But basically, you drink and when you buy our product, you are drinking true straight from the barrel. Uncut and filtered. We don't add any water. We believe everybody has access to water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they do. Yeah. They should. I hope uh, they do. And ice. So mm -hmm. however you want to drink your whiskey, whether you want a drop of water or mm -hmm. add ice or, hey, if you like it with ginger ale, that's that's up to you. Oh, I don't man. judge. You've been talking to Travis. <laughs> Him and his ginger ale. <laughs> I did try that just because I've never had that combination. I'm just not a big ginger ale person. Oh, whiskey and ginger ale is a yeah. very common, you know, mm -hmm. it just, mix. I don't know. Around here, everybody wants their old-fashioned if they're going to have a cocktail. You yeah, know, It's true. like the go-to. Yeah. So. We're fancy in Kentucky. We're you know? so fancy. We need at least three <laughs> ingredients in our bourbon cocktails. <laughs> Yeah, that does have a lot of rye flavor to it. Yeah. Surprisingly, actually, um, we have other recipes that are higher in rye, and they just tend to have um, less rye influence. Um, hmm. These some Most of these barrels, uh, very interesting uh, fact that back in 2014... Uh, Part of 13 and part of 15, there was a big white uh, American oak shortage. Yes. So a lot of the cooperages actually, uh, they brought staves from Colombian. Oh. So these are, a lot of these barrels are aged in Colombian oak. They're white mm -hmm. Colombian oak. So the flavor that came out of these oak are very, very unique. They're very mm -hmm. different. 
And for whatever reason, you have very light fruit components in the flavor. Mm. So the rye is very pronounced. Mm -hmm. So it comes forward with very heavy rye. Yeah. So a lot, it's a lot of spicy, bold rye. And then the sweetness and the light fruit follow through on, on you know, in your mid palate. That's a really good description yeah. of what just happened. Now I think I had it once or twice. Yeah, I think you know. I hope you would be able to describe it. If you couldn't, then that'd be disappointing. But also, I'm not. I'm just beginning to That's learn just about today. this, right? So thank you. But uh, so many times you go to these tastings and um, especially wine tastings, and they'll be like, "Oh, and if you do this, then you're gonna smell the cherry notes, or this is gonna taste like chocolate." And it's like, I wonder if it would have if you didn't put that thought in my head. Yeah. But well, if you um actually look into any whiskey, it doesn't matter what it is, right? Uh, whiskey is very complex. You have. 200 plus profiles in any given bottle of bourbon mm -hmm. so you have to be really an expert to nail down all those notes and flavors and what are you nosing what are you tasting what's hidden in the front palate what's you know lasting long so i mean enjoy it just drink it enjoy <laughs> it and uh, you'll figure it out i mean you'll get those uh ideas and all these fancy, you know, <laughs> the descriptions and terms, and then they will fall fall in place when mm -hmm. when you're ready. You just have to continue mm -hmm. drinking and you know, <laughs> and reading. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not all in one day, but yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's interesting what you're saying about the Colombian white oak bringing a really um, new flavor profile to it because you know those trees are getting that from their soil and their mineral yep. contents going to be different Absolutely. and have a different composition to the wood and i think that just goes to highlight how much of the flavor is coming from the wood not the action of charring it or the action of toasting it but actually the wood itself yeah yeah i mean um, it goes all the way back to how old those white oak trees are uh, oh, how old if they you are. yeah because if you think about it, the older the tree is, the smaller and dense the grains of the wood is. So hmm. really it goes all the way back to how old that tree is, where it was uh, growing. Right. And then you go to the mill inside, you mill that tree, you turn it into staves, you send it to cooperage. Mm -hmm. Well, the cooperages will decide how long they season it outside. Yeah. That's another component that will play a big factor in the whiskey flavor because mm. you can season the white oak for three months mm. and then take it to a kiln dry to reduce the humidity in that wood to mm. build whatever you're building whether a furniture or a barrel you need to reduce that humidity in that wood that way when you build it, it stays in that shape you build it into mm -hmm. and for barrels obviously you have to have that tight fit between the staves otherwise your liquid will leak out so season in the wood for three months or season in the wood for 24 months it's going to give you a completely different flavor profile right yeah and the drier the wood i would think the more the alcohol could penetrate the barrel and go deeper right uh drier Am i mean making that up um, <laughs> no i'm just thinking about uh i mean they should all be about the same dryness as far as like moisture or uh, humidity inside those wood the 12 How much, versus the 24 know, water. yeah okay 
because it's you have to have that level of uh, dryness to build the cooperage or to build the barrels with. Otherwise, it, it wouldn't stay in form. Or, okay. So as far as the dryness, I think they all about relatively the same. It's just how long they've been seasoned outside because mm -hmm. if you season those staves outside, I don't know if you ever drove by any cooperage. I need to go to a cooperage now no. and see this whole process. So you'll see their lot full of pallets, palletized staves, and they're just sitting outside. Mm -hmm. And the wood is getting exposed to Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. The rain, the sun, the heat, the cold, and it's gaining, and the chemistry is changing in that wood before they build barrels with them. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of uh, science and there's a lot of, you know, small pieces that changes the profile of whiskey that, you know, you, we don't think about it every day. It reminds me of when uh, my one my dad's mom, uh, my grandma, would hang up her sh her sheets to dry outside. Maybe not everything. Like, before they had a dryer, they would, you know, hang up all of their laundry outside to dry. But even after they got a dryer, I think for a long time, she kept hanging her sheets outside because it made such a difference to get the smell of the fresh air. Yeah. And um, yeah. she was seasoning her sheets. Yeah. <laughs> she may be an into whiskey uh, business. No, but her, without knowing it. But her maiden name was Rye. Oh, nice. I like yeah. that. But <clears throat> no, they were not into whiskey. Just so. Well, this is delicious. Thank you so you much want for another sharing. Pour? Maybe we'll see. So, um, where do you see um, Old Louisville Whiskey Company going from here? Um, well, we started very small and uh, family owned, just me and my wife owned in the company. Mm -hmm. uh, we are really, how to say it? Um, We're not really aggressive to be like distributed in every state mm -hmm. or becoming the next largest brand out there. We care more about the quality of juice that we're gonna put mm -hmm. and provide out in the market. Mm -hmm. So I think our growth is gonna be slow and steady. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, you want to maintain the same, same quality yes. above everything. Yeah. So. We love what we're doing, so we're going to have fun with the project, um, grow it as uh, as needed, and what we see makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, we're in Kentucky only. I think the next market that we may go to will be Tennessee. Yeah. Is that your home, mm -hmm. home state? Yep, that's see? where I'm from. So probably Tennessee and Ohio next, mm -hmm. because those are the two... Um, whiskey market outside kentucky okay so more people drink whiskey there they know more about whiskey they appreciate whiskey and you don't want it to go unappreciated absolutely how I much mean. do these bottles go for so these uh we were aiming for 149 uh at a retail shelf mm -hmm. but we can't control the price uh okay. once the distributor pick up our product Mm -hmm. They do the markup, they send it to retailers, and we have no control over that. Mm -hmm. So we've seen it anywhere from 139 uh, some stores, uh, corporate, large, big box stores, mm -hmm. and we've seen it in 179 189 Okay. So, I mean, we believe in free market. Once, yeah. once retailers get it, it's however... <laughs> 
whatever they want to do with it. Um, if they want to run it, sale. We really wanted to see it at 149. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we believe we compete very well at that price point with the quality we have mm-hmm. compared to what's out there in the market for that price range. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're not trying again, to compete with those $30 bottles. <laughs> no, we're not. We're definitely it's not. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, if that's what you're here for, you don't even need to bother. <laughs> yeah. No, we have really good quality whiskey. Uh, our packaging, uh, you know, not, I don't want to like compliment myself, but we hear it from <laughs> a lot of people. It's it's a gorgeous label. Um, It uh, is. And I love how personal the map is with your star for your first retail store. Like, that's yeah. really special. Yeah, the uh, local designer we hired, she did an awesome job. So we get a lot of compliments about how nice, beautiful the label is. Mm-hmm. And we incorporated pieces that we wanted in the label. So we used the map of the city of Louisville from 1884. Oh. So on the bottom left side of that uh, label, you see old Louisville area, kind of like downtown old Louisville. And then the top right part, you see like the river and then Frankfurt Avenue area. Um, so I'm going to turn this where I can see it better. Yeah. Oh, that's so pretty. Did you t- choose it because the year was significant or because you liked how the map looked? We really liked the map. Um, Mm -hmm. and then back at that era, uh, old Louisville was the main city. That was the suburb of the city of Louisville. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back when all the little cities that are now Louisville Metro were a lot more independent from one another. Absolutely. What's with the two droplets in the upper left hand So the two drops are actually Mm -hmm. me and my wife. Um, the designer thought about it. We didn't really put that together. Uh, she was like, well... We'll just put a two droplet there for both of you guys. And then when we, um, for our single barrels and then the 16 year that we're going to release uh, mm-hmm. this co- this coming month, we use that spot to highlight the age statement of the whiskey. So. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you didn't talk too much about your wife during this. How involved was she in this process other than just, like, humoring you? Uh, being my <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, how involved was she in the whiskey well, process? here's the thing. Like, uh, if you can tell, this is my handwriting on uh, batch one. Terrible okay. handwriting. Yeah, no, it's And then not this terrible. is her it's handwriting. Legible. Okay. So, I'm not... I'm not approved to write any of the labels. You're not approved to write on the labels. All of our bottles are numbered uh, and all handwritten. So I'm not allowed to do it. She's doing all the handwriting. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's a big job. So she literally puts her hands on every single bottle. Absolutely. Every bottle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is awesome. That is a nice personal touch. Wow. Well, I'm so impressed. And I've learned so much, like, even more than our distillery tour. Because I was, like, probably distracted by uh, the ten <coughs> ladies that were there with me. <laughs> we were discussing it. It's like, oh, yes, this is so delicious. But I'm really glad to get to learn more about your story and um, get to appreciate it more in depth today. So Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you have not experienced Old Louisville Whiskey Co., and their bourbon and rye. Check them out at the store or find them on Instagram. Do you have any other social media accounts? So we have our website is oldlulewhiskey.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's up and running. Now we're gonna have the whiskey available to be shipped within Kentucky. 
Uh, and they can order directly on your they website. They can order directly on our website. We okay. also have merchandise. We have hoodies, t-shirts, yes. long sleeve, hats, those glasses. tasting boards. Tasting boards are available as oh, well. They, those are fantastic. For Thank real, you. go to the website and check those out because they're amazing. Very educational. All right. Well, thanks for coming. Amy. Absolutely. Thanks for and having me. If you have not already, subscribe to the Lou Review podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. So you'll be notified next time. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.